Welcome back to Charge Motion. My name is Saximus. My name is Ghoul. Well, what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, once the MVC uh, MVCI, once the <laughs> Guilty Gear Strive, the the cadence was the same there. Um, Guilty Gear Strive beta ended. Um, I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter, especially with the balance patch that came out, you know, earlier this week. Yeah, and we will talk about that and the Strive beta, uh, soon. Um, first, let's get trailers out of the way. Uh past two weeks, we've had two trailers for KOF 15. Three new characters. Three characters. Um, team Ikari, I believe, yes, is the team that they are all on together. And that team consists of Leona, Ralph, and Clark. Um, bunch of military folk. Uh, they're all in the army or whatever yeah. in the KOF universe. Um, KOF, as far as I can tell, I played Leona in KOF 14. And um, she looks... Pretty similar in 15. Um, I think the main thing that looks like that I noticed that was different about her is that her earring bomb can stick to you now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is neat. Um, I don't know if it's like a different move, like if it's like a different version of the earring bomb or if mm. they just made it so that her earring bomb is sticky. Um, but she didn't have that in 14. I don't know if it was in games before that. Um, Clark and Ralph... I don't know a lot about in general, um, but I know that they are grappler-type characters, and they seem to have a lot of, like, combos into command grabs and command grabs that start combos. Especially, uh, Clark. Yeah, Clark like, seemed to be really, really into, like, comboing off of his command grabs and into his command grabs. Um, but they both look super fun. Um, I was never really looked at those characters before. Um, because they didn't really look like my style, but ever mm. since I started playing Grapplers in Street Fighter Five, I've been finding that I like Grapplers more. Um, so I might actually give Ralph a try in Fifteen. Um, so it should be should be cool. Um, I will say though, I wasn't a huge fan of the dual trailer. Yeah, that that, that was a weird choice. Yeah, I would have much rather it have been just two separate trailers, like showcasing each character. Mm. Um, because Leona did get her own trailer, but Clark and Ralph were put in the same trailer together, and, it, like, it showed them, it showed some gameplay of that, of those two fighting each other, but it was hard to tell, like, you know, which, who, which character is supposed to be being showcased here. Like, yeah. I would rather have focused trailers that showcase specific things about one character at mm -hmm. a time. And of course, it's different to say Pyra and Mithra in Smash Ultimate. Like, it's a stance character. Yeah, it's a stance character that changes. Yeah, these are two separate characters that you can pick independently on the character select screen. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I personally didn't like the fact that they got put into one trailer together. I would have liked to see them showcase separately. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they look pretty neat. I mean, the animations and stuff in KOF 15. Um, some people don't like them, and that's fine. Um. I think the animations themselves look pretty good, and the character models look good. Mm -hmm. um, the particle effects, though, <laughs> like the fire effects and like the uh, like the purple aura for the, like the new armor move type thing, it's just it doesn't look satisfying. If if that's a way to say that, that makes sense. Um, but I don't know. I'm still gonna play the game. It still looks like a lot of fun. Um, and I'm probably gonna play Leona and Ralph. I don't know who my third character would be yet. Probably out of the characters that have been revealed so far, I'd probably play King. Um, I'd, I'd probably do King, Robert, and 
B.B. Clark. Robert looks cool, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My expectations have not been shattered yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but speaking of SNK, um, I, I gotta ask, if there's anybody from SNK watching, there isn't, but on the off chance there is, y'all doing okay over there? I know what I know what you're going into. You, you doing all right? Like, are you sure there's not like a gas leak or in, in the office or something? Because <laughs> so the good news. I'll start with the good news. Um, we're finally getting Samurai Showdown 2019 on Steam. On That's Steam, two yep. years. Um, it was available on PC, although only on the Epic Games Epic Game Store, Google Stadia. In Google Stadia. We're Jeez. finally getting on it on Steam. Um. But the good news kind of ends there because, to my knowledge, the Steam page isn't up yet. It is releasing, and to my knowledge, at full price. Full price. With none of the DLC included. None of the DLC included. With the net code it's had for the past two years. No rollback. <laughs> like three days after Guilty Gear. It releases in Steam on June 14th. Guilty Gear Strive drops worldwide on June and I mean, I know the tagline for Samurai Showdown was "Embrace Death," <laughs> but I think you're leaning into it a little bit too much there, SNK. The only thing I can think of, um, and as I saw someone on Twitter post it, the only thing I can think of is because E3 is before that, that they're going to reveal what the Guilty Gear Guilty Gear character is going to be for Sam Show, and it's going to be like a crossover. Um, if it's not Viking, I'm going to be incredibly surprised. Same. Um, and and you know, maybe we'll get a Sam Show character as the first DLC character for going to be Biken. I don't know. I was say so. My my prediction is that they're going to reveal Biken for both games. Yeah, that's a good guess. Um, because we are we were told specifically that we're getting a Guilty Gear character in Sam Show. Mm -hmm. That is confirmed. We don't know who that character is yet. Biken is literally a samurai. <laughs> yeah. So, and she's not in the launch roster for Guilty Gear Strive. Right. So if I were a marketing expert, which I'm not, but if I were, I would announce that character. That's one, it's, she's a heavily desired character. Yeah, people like Biken. People love Biken. She's a heavily desired character for Guilty Gear Strive. So that's mm -hmm. why that, that's why they were going to put her in the season pass because they knew people would pay for her. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine that they're going to announce her and announce her in Samurai Showdown at the same time. Because um, it doesn't make sense to announce her for Sam Show and then not for Guilty Gear. Um, unless she gets announced for Guilty Gear and then we get somebody else for Sam Show. Yeah. But my, my thought process is she's going to end up in both games. And she's going to be announced for both games simultaneously. Yeah. And all this assumption kind of is for naught i mean i don't know i pre-ordered the deluxe edition of strive so whatever character it is i'm gonna get them and i'm probably gonna use them 
Uh, but yeah, like SNK, like so much about Samurai Showdown. It's a good game. Samurai Showdown is such a good game. It's so fun, and and, and it's so you know because it's Samurai Showdown. It's, it's so unlike most other fighting games on the market today. Popular. I just I want to play it. I I have to say, if you have access to one or more friends who are interested in playing Samurai Showdown with you offline on a regular basis, it is absolutely worth picking up. Um, if you expect at all, and I mean, we're still in the COVID era here, so most people do expect to play their fighting games online. If you expect at all to play Samurai Showdown online, don't. <laughs> if, if you want to try it out, Samurai Showdown 5 Special is $10 on Steam. $10 on Steam, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it has rollback. I think it might. Yeah. I think it's one of the games that like got retroactively given. Yeah, it's got rollback. Yeah. Samurai Showdown 5 Special. I've $10. actually never played Sam Show 5. So that's that should be cool. Um, From what I understand, 5 Special was like the Sam Show game. Yeah. It was like, that's the one that everyone likes. Mm-hmm. Outside of, you know, the the newest one. Yeah. But I just... Got that Netco. First, we had... Grand Blue Fantasy Versus that's going to get completely overshadowed by Guilty Gear. Oh, absolutely. And now we have Samurai, Samurai Showdown. And the worst part is, it's like, Sam Show isn't even an anime game. Oh, no. So it's like, Sam Show shouldn't... Sync to Guilty Gear. Right, like they they, they should, should be able to coexist. They should be able to coexist with different different player bases. But you're releasing your game three day what three days after three days after strike on Steam at full price. Presumably, they haven't announced any sort of discount or anything. Yeah, uh, like and the, you're gonna you're gonna end up paying a hundred plus for DLC if you want to have you know the full experience. It's it does. two years old. Game is two years old. Moving on. Uh, speaking of Guilty Year Strive, you want to talk about the Guilty Year Strive video you play, play this past week? Yeah, I'm happy to give my thoughts on it. Um, I did submit my feedback, a lot of what I'm about to talk about. I submitted it to Arc System Works in the post-beta questionnaire that they post at the end of every beta. Um, if you played the Guilty Gear Strive beta, you should go on the Arc System Works Twitter and find that survey and give them your input, because... You know, how can they make the game better if we don't tell them what's wrong with it? They put that they put the survey for a reason. They do. They want your feedback. They do want your feedback. Um, my feedback on what I played for the beta is, honestly, I liked the first beta better. I don't know. Um, I didn't hate this beta. I still had fun playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that popped out most notably was the English voice casting. Some of it was awesome. Some of it I didn't like so much. Um, it took me... Okay, so before before I say this, I don't want to take anything away from the voice acting talent. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I never, ever, ever want to, you know, harshly criticize voice actors and actresses because they work really hard and they do an awesome job. Um, but I was not a fan of Soul's English voice in particular. I have not heard it. Um, I, to me, it just, it was jarring for his character the type of voice that he got. Okay. Um, it took a while for me to, like, get used to it and for it to almost start growing on me, but, I don't know, it, it just seemed out of place. Um, 
Everybody else though sounded like sounded pretty good from mm-hmm. from what I got from the little bit that I played. Yeah. I've heard Eno, I've heard May. Yeah, um, Ramlethal sounds really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, that's you know in in terms of like the quality of the game, voice acting is is pretty low on the list of important things because um, you could always play it in Japanese if that's what you prefer. Or turn the sound off. Yeah. Turn the voices all the way off. Uh, you can do that. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, because fighting games have a lot of audio cues, but mm. you could if you wanted. Um, as far as the game itself, there were a bunch of balance changes. Um, I didn't play a whole lot of characters. I really only played Soul in the beta. Um, so I could really only notice the things that were different about him. Um, but there was, there was some stuff that I noticed, like... Um, Leo can't combo off of his dash... His run-through cross-up anymore. Um, so they took a lot of that type of stuff, like the crazy mix-up stuff that leads into big damage. Um, they kind of nerfed a lot of that, um, which a lot of people didn't like, myself included. Like, because me, when I think about Guilty Gear, I picture like this wild, fast anime fighter, and Strive is a lot slower than you know XR or especially Plus R. Plus R is super fast. Um, so I can see why people are cautious, you know, looking at the gameplay as it is now. Personally, I don't hate it, because um, I'm not a returning Guilty Gear player. Mm-hmm. Strive would be my first game that I, like, got into competitively. Um, I noticed that movement felt a little bit slower in general, like walk speed and especially air dashing. Um, yeah, it it didn't... It didn't feel good. Like, air dashing in the new beta did not feel good. It already felt sluggish in the first beta. Compared to, you know, XR and right. and plus R. Because they added, like, a little bit of, like, wind-up to the air dash animation to make it easier to react to on purpose. Um, but I kind of got used to it playing Strive, um, you know, from the first beta. Then in the second beta, it felt slowed down even more. Very weird. It is weird. It was a weird decision, and I didn't love it. Um, but all in all, it, it didn't kill the experience for me. I still had a lot of fun playing the game. Um, I think they changed air backdashing as well. Like, they they cut the, the distance that you can backdash in the air. It seemed like a weird... Yeah, especially given that most anime games sort of center around air mobility. It seems kind of like a weird decision to limit that. You know? But, all in all, I had fun with the beta. Um, I know it sounds like I didn't, because I just <laughs> listed like a bunch of things that I didn't like. Yeah. But when the game is in motion, it still feels f- awesome. Like, it still feels super fun. Um, but yeah. Um, I'm still going to play the game at launch. Um, I'm hopeful that Arxis will listen to what the community has to say. Yeah about the state of the game. Oh, the one the the one big thing that I noticed with Soul is that he can't combo off of Wild Throw anymore. Uh yeah. So in plus R, and I'm pretty sure in XR, right. his Soul's command grab was a side switch mm. into a ground bounce. That left you airborne he could combo off of it. Right. In Strive in the first beta it did not ground bounce unless you Roman canceled it. So you had to spend meter to combo off of Wild Throw. I don't know how I feel about it. 
So at, in the first beta, I was like, okay, that's fine, I guess, because the throw itself already does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if I want a combo off of this, I have to spend meter. That's fine. I got used to that. In the second beta, I tried to do the same combo. I did wild throw into RC, and it just left them on the ground. Uh, and I couldn't hit them with anything. So I, it just... I couldn't combo off of wild throw. Uh, so if there's a soul player out there, like, I don't know, like Sajam or something, I, I highly doubt Sajam watches <laughs> watches this podcast, but hello. if he does, hello. Um, if someone out there can help me, and if there's still a way that Soul can, in fact, combo off of Wild Throw, tell me. Because <laughs> I couldn't find it. Getting back to character trailers, uh, we already knew she was going to be in the game, but we got a uh, first look at some gameplay for Chun-Li in Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. And she looks nutty. She looks nuts. Oh my god, she's doing some crazy stuff yeah. in this trailer. And, and, and you know, more so than just you know regular versus game stuff that we've seen her do in Marvel's Capcom before. She's, like, comboing off of throws. She's... I mean, obviously, she has, like, her EX air legs stuff. Yeah. Um, she's, like, OTGing with her with her jump stomp. Mm-hmm. It, like, causes a ground bounce on OTG so she can extend combos. Um, she's, like, bouncing people off of fireballs and ground bouncing with her overhead. And she's just going absolutely nuts in this trailer. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly suggest you take the yeah. time to watch it, because Chun-Li is going to be nutty in this game. Or, excuse me, Blue Phoenix Ranger <laughs> is going to be nutty in Power yeah. Rangers. And I'm excited, because I like Chun-Li, mm-hmm. and I like Power Rangers. I never really played her that much, because I know that outside of versus game, she's a charge character. Yeah. I don't typically like charge characters, but um, hopefully... You play Big Band. I, I like charge characters singular. I don't like charge <laughs> characters plural. Um. Uh, but you know, hopefully she 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 uh she won't be a charge character. But even if she is, I might actually try to pick her up. So crazy she does. She looks super cool. The way like she has so many ways to extend combos, mm-hmm. and like I know that Battle for the Grid is a versus game, so it's mm-hmm. like there's always crazy stuff going on, but. Yeah. It's something else. Like, maybe it's just because Chun-Li's animations are so impressive. Um, but... And, and her suit, the, the uh, Blue Phoenix suit, looks really, really good. Her face model, because eh, she does have a costume where she's not wearing the ranger suit. Um, it's not quite, you know, MVCI bad, but it's not great either. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, so if you don't like... if. That really bothers you, and you don't like the way her face looks. Just wear her yeah, default ranger suit. Yeah, just don't, don't and, use the uh, the skin. Yeah, Easy. problem solved. Um, and speaking of Street Fighter Five, um, we're there, there was an update this week. Uh there was an update this yes, week. I've not had a chance to play. It. I have. Um, I've played a good amount of it. I probably have like a good four or five hours in with mm-hmm. the new patch. Um, some really interesting balance changes. Like, first of all, it's weird that we get a balance update this big in the middle of a season. Um, without it being, like, a whole new title update. Um, but there's some really notable changes. Like, most notable is they got rid of Dan's Infinite. No! But, there's a but, they did it in a really interesting way. Okay. So, technically, the loop that can travel that can repeat infinitely is still possible 
However, they added, on Dan's Fireball, they added a random chance that it will be a buffed version of the move that causes a <laughs> knockdown. The Red Fireball, right? The Red Fireball, oh, yeah. No. It's random? Yeah. So anytime Dan inputs Fireball, there's a random chance. I don't know like what the actual like statistic is for it. But there's a random chance that it will be the red fireball that does extra damage and causes a knockdown. And so what this does is it makes the the infinite loop still possible, but eventually you'll get a red fireball and it'll knock them down and force your combo to end. So it's a nerf disguised as a buff. Yeah. So it's like they they got rid of the Danfinite. But they also technically kind of didn't. <laughs> I don't, uh, but it's like, so, so think about the situation, because in, in the situation, first of all, you have to be in the corner to set up the Danfinite. Right. So if you are doing the loop and get the red fireball, they're now knocked down in the corner. Which mm. is a very advantageous situation for any character. Yeah. Um... But I think that, first of all, I think they should have just left the Danfinite alone, mm -hmm. personally. Um, it's not easy to do, right? No, it's, it's not easy to do, and it's very difficult to set up. Um, but I think since they did feel the need to get rid of it, I feel like this was the best way to go about it. Instead of just patching it and saying, you know, fuck you, this doesn't work, just, just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, because you, you can still get, like, maybe three or four reps of the loop in before mm -hmm. you get your red fireball. Um, so it's totally random and up to the game whether or not you get to do actually do the Danfinite. Um, do we know the odds of having the red fireball? I personally don't. Okay. Um, I don't know if the, I don't know if the odds of getting the red fireball are out there, um, or if they've been made public, but I personally don't know them. Okay. Um. Oh, apparently you excluding the fully charged version. So if you charge the Gadoken, then you can't get a red one. But okay. if you charge it, then obviously you can't do the infinite. Yeah. So yeah, um, it was a really interesting design decision. I, I I applaud Capcom for making an interesting decision around getting rid of that infinite. And given kind of Dan is. It fits. It fits. Yeah. It's uh, and they said that right. They they said it in the because Capcom does the um the balance overviews for each character, mm -hmm. and um they said that they wanted to do something that was within the spirit of Dan as a character. Um, I think the way that they did it was superb. Um, because now Dan players, you know, you get something out of it, right? You don't just lose a thing. I mean, you technically do, but not, like... Right. Well, what I mean is you don't lose a thing without gaining something, right? Like yeah, they, oh yeah, okay. You now have this red fireball to use when you get it randomly, mm -hmm. but when you pick Dan, that's what you sign up for. Um, some other notable changes that they made over the patch... Um, was I think the biggest one that popped out in my mind is that Zangief's EXSPD is no longer throw invincible. Ooh. Um, and that's huge. 
because before EXSPD would beat any throw on startup. So if you were neutral and both input throw at the same time, Zangief was invincible to your throw and you would get EXSPD. Wow. Um, that's no longer the case. Okay. It good. is no longer throw invincible, so you can throw him out of it, presumably. I think a, bit, a few cami nerfs. Um, I'm okay with? Cami nerfs are, I mean, cami nerfs are fine, because cami is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, so, they did nerf cami a little bit. They made it so that the throw invincibility on her EX spiral arrow is removed, which I didn't even know that move was throw invincible, because nobody has ever used EX Spiral Arrow to, on purpose to beat a throw. Yeah. Um, they always... If you're gonna do that, you're gonna use DP, right? That's... She has an EX DP. Mm -hmm. Um, and they... They shortened the projectile invincibility of EX Spiral Arrow, which I think is really, really interesting. Because really, before, her EX Spiral Arrow was completely projectile invincible from frame one through the end of the animation. Um, now, the it, the projectile invincibility starts on frame 4. Which means that if you're, like, in a tighter fireball situation, it's gonna be much harder for Kami to react mm. to your fireball and EX spiral arrow through it. Um, it's gonna be a whole three frames harder, which mm. doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so th they close the window on that, so she can't just sort of react to fireballs like in middle neutral like that like she used mm. to be able to um so i think that's really interesting um the other interesting thing that they did to cammy which i think was really was a really good touch was they made her her dive kicks the cannons the cannon spikes um or cannon strike sorry cannon spike is the dp they made all of her dive kicks have longer whiff recovery so it is now six frames easier to punish, to whiff punish Cammy's dive kick. Okay. Um, and I think that's necessary, because before she could just dive kick around the stage, and it's like really, it was like really hard to punish her at certain mm -hmm. ranges, and it was like a really cheap movement option for her. Uh, but now it becomes easier to whiff punish those. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed like, in the overview of like the whole patch, they wanted to do two things. They wanted to... They wanted to buff underused V mechanics, so like characters that like never had us never had a V skill get used, um, they would buff that V skill. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the patch notes right now. Number of it. costing. Yeah. Um, like they nerfed the hell. I mean, they buffed the hell out of Laura's V skill too. Um, because no Laura player ever uses V skill two. <laughs> I don't even know what V skill. Uh, it's like a command jump that she can like either do an air fireball or like an overhead kick out of, mm. and like it hits on the way up, so she can like combo into it. Um, but it's not as good as having the command dash available, because her, her V skill one is a command dash, or it's an overhead, <laughs> or it's a command dash into an overhead. <laughs> yeah. So it's like her her. V-Skill 1 is, like, way too good for V-Skill 2 to ever really get used, I think. I don't see, like, I don't see these buffs to V-Skill 2 making IDOM pick it, right? Like, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, now IDOM is gonna go win NLBC with V-Skill 2 and make me look like an idiot, but if that's the case, that's the case. Um, as a Laura player myself, I don't think 
the buffs to V-Skill 2 make it worth using over V-Skill 1, mm-hmm. but they tried. And that's the intent that they have behind a lot of these changes. The other thing that they wanted to do, I guess, was as, like, an indirect buff to V-Shift. They wanted to... They started limiting characters' throw invincible attacks. And so the changes to, you know, EX SPD for Zangief, EX Spiral Arrow for Kami... Right. They're sort of, like, removing um, throw invincible moves that, like, aren't DPs. Uh, because... I guess, like, having throw-invincible attacks makes the mix-up easier to use V-Shift or something like that. It's I'm trying to think of, like, the way to word it. Because, like, V-Shift beats throw, but you don't get the V-Shift break. So it's like having access to V-Shift and a throw-invincible move was, like, too strong or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wanted to limit... Pro invincible moves. Um, you can read it in the in the Capcom on the Capcom website because they they talk about like the overview of all of the changes and like what the intention was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more or less what they said. I had a pretty hard time understanding it if you couldn't tell from my awful, <laughs> terrible attempt at summarizing it. I think you did. Um, but definitely go onto the Capcom website and take a look at it because. It's it's interesting changes to the game. Oh, yeah, Balrog got his dash traits got nerfed. Um, medium and heavy now have less pushback, so they're easier to punish. That was a pretty big one, I think. Um, I saw. Oh, uh, Jury's one of the few characters that did not get touched. Jury did not get touched. I'm kind of sad about that. We all are. I... Yeah. Um. I don't think... Jerry is one of those characters that I just don't think is ever going to get buffs in the areas where she needs them. Like, they keep buffing Jerry, but they keep buffing the things that she's already good at. Yeah. So, like, they're not... Like, yeah, her combos are really strong, but they keep buffing her combos. It's like, her combos are already strong. Give me some pokes. Like, yeah, for real. Like, yeah, standing medium kick is good. But, like... She's only one. Crouching light. Uh, I think it's standing light punch is Jerry's three frame. Oh, yeah. But most characters only have one three frame. That's true. I think Ibuki stands out to me as an exception. I think both both standing and crouching light punch are both three frames for Ibuki, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, But, yeah. I think Jerry is just in a place where she's never going to get the buffs that she actually needs to be... Like an inc- like a solid character. That makes me very- It makes me sad too. It makes me really, really sad. But you know, it is what it is. Every char- every game has one of those characters. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much like an overall summary of the Street Fighter Five update. Um, if there's stuff you want to know about a character that I didn't talk about, which is most of them, uh, you can go on the Capcom website and look at the changes. Yes. For yourself. Um, Capcom, I think, does a really good job of explaining their intentions with these patches. They do. Um, you know, because every character has a couple paragraphs. But what about them was... Yeah, and I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I think more companies should start being, you know, more open about those changes like that. Nintendo. Right. <laughs> Even Tekken. Like, Tekken's... 
patch notes are like notoriously difficult to read. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely good practice to tell your players why things are changing. Oh yeah, G G got fucking mega buffed. Oh yeah, look at that. So G, the big thing they did to G was they made it so that so if you're not familiar, G has a level up mechanic where he can get up to three levels of presidentiality. And when he's... And as he goes up in the levels, his moves get buffed. Like, his special moves get buffed. They do more damage, they have different properties, etc. Um, what they did was that when G is at level three, they made it so that he can still do the level two versions of those moves. So Cause, before... Because they have different properties. Because they had different yeah. properties than the level three versions. So when G is level three, he still gets access to the lower level versions of his attacks by using light and light or medium buttons. And if he does heavy, he'll get... He'll get the level three version. Um, and so that opens up... Like, Brian F. talked about it in a video, because Brian F. actually plays G. Um... He mentioned how there are, like, combo extensions and combo routes that G couldn't do when he was in level 3 because yeah. of the way his properties changed. But now he gets those combo back because he can do the level 2 versions of his moves when he's in level 3. Um, so it's it's definitely a huge change to the way the character plays. Um, and I think it kind of makes sense. Like, I feel like he should have always been like that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, leveling up should be a substantial buff, right? Yeah. Like, having to manage a level mechanic is di is difficult. So you should be rewarded for doing that. In 5-5, you already have to manage both your EX meter. And your life meter. And your life, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but G has a completely other reason. Yeah. I love G. I really hope he can. He is a cool, he is a pretty cool character. Um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't come back in Street Fighter Six, yeah. to be honest. Especially since he sees a lot of play. Yeah, he's definitely one of the more popular characters. But yeah, so, yeah, G got probably, probably the biggest overall gameplay change that I've seen out of the, out of the roster. Um, everybody else just kind of, well, everybody else that got touched. Because not every character got touched. I think... Guile didn't get touched. Yuri didn't get touched. Uh, yeah, Ryu didn't get touched. I think Ken didn't get touched either. Ken did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, there. I think there's a handful of characters that didn't get changes, um, but most of the cast did. Um, and most of the cast got changes kind of to their um, to their V mechanics because they want to try and get more diversity with people picking their V skills and V. You know what would help? Um. Having people want to choose uh, V mechanics, if Capcom explained them in game. Oh my god! <laughs> just on, on the CSS Man. when you're cho cho choosing V skills and V triggers, just a little one sentence blurb: what it does, why why I got to do homework, why are you making me do homework, Capcom? The information already exists. Just give it to me, please. I want you to explain what it does in the move list. I don't even need to see it on the character yeah, select that, screen. Uh, yeah, you're, honestly, yeah, you're right. That too. <laughs> like, I I look at beast. I look at like I try to pick up a new character, and at this point, I've played enough Street Fighter to where I can usually kind of figure things out. Yeah. 
But if I'm new to Street Fighter and I'm trying to learn a character, like, what what do I even do? Like, I look at my V-triggers, I'm like, okay, so I press both heavy buttons. If I'm a new player, I don't know what that does. I mean, I can figure it out because it's just a hitbox. Yeah, and, and like you know, Ed's V Vitri Trigger One is. You know... Oh, Ed! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, the 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 big orb that he throws. Yeah, the the borrowed time. Yeah, yeah. But like, what is? Tell me that in the move list. Yeah, please. <laughs> like, there's no description for what it does. Like, if it's like an install V Trigger, like um, like Seth's V Trigger One, mm -hmm. where like I can extend moves and stuff. Or Nikali's, yeah. Or Nikali's, um, tell me that. <laughs> Don't just tell me this move changes when you use V-Trigger 1. Like, that doesn't translate in a newer player's brain very well. Yeah, how does it change? How what does it change? What can you do with it? And, and, like, and I know we've talked about this before, like, developers withholding it. Yeah. Like, like, the information already exists. Give it to just us. Just give it to us, please. Um... That would be enormous if you explain... Because, like, if, when you highlight... If you go to the V-System, you highlight V-Trigger 1 or V-Trigger 2, it tells you nothing except yeah. the, the technical name of the move. It doesn't tell you what it does. It doesn't tell you what it changes. Then if you have special moves that have properties that do change under your V-Triggers, it has a little V-Trigger icon. It yeah. doesn't tell you what changes. Yeah, it doesn't. So it's... We need more information in the move list, which is, I'm going to say it again, I've said it like three times on the show, but Guilty Gear Strive is excellent with that. Um, there's, it tells you, in the move list, when you highlight a move, it tells you, obviously, the input and the name of the attack, and it gives you, on the, on the right side of the screen, it gives you a brief description of the move and what it's for. That's really good. And it tells you about, like, special properties... Like, it tells you, like, the six, mm. like 6P, the universal anti-air, it tells you flat out in the move list that it's upper body invincible. Wow. And there's a small video clip that shows you what the move looks like when you input it. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so it's, like, it's, it's so good. Like, tell me what the move is for, show me what it's supposed to look like when I do it. it yeah, just give the players information. That's what this boils down to. Speaking of information and fighting games, switching away from specific game news, I, I want to give a shout-out to Infill. Oh, man. Infill is... So, I knew of Infill's work because I play Killer Instinct. Mm -hmm. And Infill, along with the help of many others in the community that are credited on the website, um, created a comprehensive, essentially a Bible for Killer Instinct that tells you everything there is about everything in the game. ki.infill.net Yes, and if you're interested in Killer Instinct, definitely start there. There's breakdowns for every character and every move and, like, how to read frame data and what combo breakers do. Like, literally everything you, you could ever wish to know about Killer Instinct is in that website. Um, ki.infill.net Um... Now, Infill is back, and he's doing some things for the rest of the community that don't just play Killer Instinct. This is such a huge thing, dude. Infill has created the fighting game glossary. 
over 800 fighting game terms, both general fighting games and game-specific, uh, defined with Japanese translations. A lot of them have video examples. Yeah. Uh, specifically for mechanics or you know, specific moves and stuff. And one of the things I love is that if you know you click on like a, a, a let's go to the Street Fighter page, um, go to you know, Crouch Cancel Infinite, um, you know, and you know Infinite Combo is underlined. You click it, and it'll show you the definition for Infinite Combo immediately underneath that. It underneath doesn't it, it, it yeah. doesn't open in a new window, just right underneath it. And like a tree, you look at the infinite combo. Oh, what's gravity scaling? You hit that right underneath that, and then you look at gravity scaling. Oh, anime games. I'm gonna look up the definition of anime game. Yeah, and it, like it just shows you the tree of where you started. So it's so so brilliant. It's absolutely wondrous the amount of efficiency that the information is presented with on this yeah. website. Um, and um, there is a page there. To donate to Infill for the work, uh, for the work that he's done. Yeah, and I, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think he said somewhere on here is way too. Secure. Yes. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. On the contact. Um, but for first of all, like like he has like all of the the, the main big popular games. Yeah. Um. He has pages for all of them. Um. You know. Uh. uh just looking across right now, it's Smash Street Fighter. Tekken, Guilty Gear, Killer Instinct, Marvel vs. Capcom, Blaze Blue, Dragon Ball Fighters, Mortal Kombat, Soul Calibur, Undernight, Samurai Showdown, King of Fighters, and yeah. So you can just click on one of those games, and it'll start listing you terminology that's specific to that game. Yeah. Um, and like you said earlier, if there's a term that's in the description of a term, it's underlined with a link that you can click on, and it'll drop down a segment to tell you what that subterm is. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic. If you go to the homepage, there's a term of the day. That so I I presume every day, the website or Infill himself will just pick a term to showcase for you to read about. Um, in case you're curious, uh, the term of the day as we are recording this is Taunt Jet Upper from Tekken. Yes, an extremely difficult but powerful technique for Brian in the Tekken series. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, so... But you, and there's a little video. Yeah, there's a little they video. Have, they have videos of the techniques. And and, and, like, and and the videos like are not like YouTube embeds either. Like, they're hosted yes. on the site. Yep. So like if, if you, you, don't, you won't have to worry about a YouTube link going down and suddenly the uh, finely crafted video example becomes... He's showing the technique in slow-mo. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah the, the, they'll show the technique in slow-mo. They'll show it in, in different situations. Yep. It, if the if the term applies to multiple games, they'll, he'll show you examples yeah. from different games. Yeah, like for the, for the one for Wave Dash, it shows Smash Melee and Rivals of Ether and Tekken. Yeah, it's huge, huge, huge props to Infill, mm -hmm. and um, I'm trying to think of any other people off the top of my head that he worked with. Um, I know High Fight helped with the Japanese translations. Mm -hmm. So big shout out to Infill and High Fight that I know off the top of my head. Um. But this is a huge, huge, huge step for the fighting game community. Yes. Like, just knowing, just having a place to go to to look up terms that you hear people saying, especially for new people that haven't been in the scene for yeah. as long. And, 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 and even people like me who have. There, there's a lot of 
fighting game specific ter terminology that you might not pick up for a while. Like, I, let's say I don't know what a RECA is. I don't have to ask you what a RECA is a million times. I can just go to the, go to the glossary to and the look glossary. up what a RECA is. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be, excuse me, I think it'll be exceptionally good for watching tournaments. Yes. Um, because if you're watching a tournament, especially for a game that you don't particularly play, um, like maybe it's a game you're interested in and you just want to watch some tournament sets, and the commentators start talking about things that you don't understand, you can just go to this glossary, type in the thing that they say, and learn about it. Yeah. I think Undernight is a big, big one for this, because there's a lot of very unique mechanics in Undernight. Yeah, Undernight un 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 under is a wacky series. Yeah, like things like uh, like grid breaks and chain shifts and like I, I finally understand the grid system now. <laughs> I, I've been playing Undernight casually for a long time, um, and I just never got it. And and they have a thing for the grid system and like video examples of all the different interactions with it. It's so good. Yeah, I can I can gush about this for days. Um, just like having information available for people who want it is has been such a huge problem for fighting games in general. Um. You've always had to go, like, digging to the depths of a forum or... You or, God, know, or, God forbid, a Discord. Yeah, a Discord server. <laughs> um, nothing against Discord. It's just it, it, that Discord is a terrible place to store information. Yeah. Make just, a wiki. Discord please. is not a good place to store information, and it's not a good place to look up information quickly. It's really not. Um, but this glossary is a huge boon to the community. Glossary.infill.net. Yes. Works on mobile. Do it. Too. I'm gonna yeah. put a link in the description of the video. So mm -hmm. if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to, um, you'll be able to see it down below. Um, I highly, I highly suggest donating to Infill if you can. Um, obviously if you can't, no big deal. But th they've earned it. The team that has worked on this website have absolutely earned it. Um, and. Not only do I want to shout out Infill and everyone that helped work work on it, I want to thank them. Yeah. Personally. From me to you guys, to Infill and HiFi and anyone else that might have worked on this, thank you. Um But so for the the topic that I wanted to discuss today for the end of the show was a problem that I'm going through currently right mm -hmm. now. And that is the process of picking your main. <laughs> Um, and I don't mean playing the game and picking your main character. I mean choosing which character is going to be your main character in a fighting game. Um, what are your thoughts? When you get a new fighting game for the first time, turn it on, how do you find your main? Um, I, well, I, I already, I already have certain archetypes that I grab. Um, I like all-rounders, but I really like Zone. I mean, a lot of zoners. Scizor and Pokin and Meek Ultimate, Barry and Grand Blue and Sun Priest Spell. So I, I'm always going to, you know, look for the zoners. Right. Um, I don't play too many Rushdown characters. I don't play too many Grapplers. Um, I don't like Charge characters. I like Charge character singular. Um, so I, I'm already going to gravitate towards, you know, the archetypes that I. I I already have a history with it. I know I'm gonna like, um, but every now and then, uh, you know, just trying out characters, I found that surprises me. Like Arizona, and then it's fighting hers. She's a rushed down pseudo grappler. I don't play those very often, but she just kind of clicks for me. Mm. And, yeah, you know, that, that, that's the big part. It kind of clicks for you. And when, when this question comes up, and also kind of like you know, why do you play fighting games? I think back 
to Magic the Gathering of all. Um, because uh, Mark Rosewater, who is um, you know, one of the lead, uh, de yeah, the, the head designer for Magic the Gathering, he said before that when they are designing new cards for Magic the Gathering, they do so with three different types of players in mind. Um, Timmy, Johnny, and Spike, or Tammy, Jenny, and Spike. Um, the Timmy player is the one for whom Magic is um, first and foremost a social activity. Like, they're a kid in school who plays it with their friends during lunch or during recess. They'll open a pack and find, like, a, like a big, dumb creature, like, you know, a 7-7 seven, seven, that's a 7-drop and with a really situational ab ability. Is it good? Probably not, but it's big and it's cool and, like, oh, that's, that's, that's card is so cool, I gotta put it in my deck. Um, so if that was you, fighting game players, that would be just going for the character... Like and the, not 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 the function, but the character specifically that you like the most. Um, that that, that that's how I would would interpret that anyway. Um, and you know, and and there you know there are a lot of character loyalists, and I would willing to bet that every single one of us is a Timmy player in some way, shape, or form because it's the fighting game community. We do this right. with our friends. We do this to have fun. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, it might it, that. You know that might be the kind of player who always gravitates towards the character personality. Um, second, uh, second type player is the Johnny. Johnny player is the combo fiend. Um, in Magic, they are the ones who will scour through cards from old sets, find a bunch of cards from completely unrelated sets that happen to interact with one another in a really weird way, and they'll build a deck out of it. Um, I'm a Johnny player when at least when it comes to Magic. <laughs> Um, and for you, that that you might be the lab monster. You you might be the one who pushes everything that the game not only can do, but the game w won't stop you from doing. And so you might you know want to go for like a really technical character, um, character you even really express yourself with. Um, the first one that comes to mind, first character like that that comes to mind is Steve in Smash Ultimate. Steve is nuts. <laughs> Steve has a ton of moving parts, like a ton of resources to keep track of. But the 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 the, the, the amount of wacky stuff that Steve can do in the hands of a good player is nuts. And the third uh, top players is Spike. Um, Spike is is the competitive player. Um, they will, you know, they they will have no qualms whatsoever about dropping a grand and a half on a deck, um, if you know that's all the good cards they need to win, and those in fighting games, the the if you're a spike player, you probably just gravitate immediately towards the top tiers. That's okay. So. And you know, I, I, I there is no right or wrong personality to be. There is no right or wrong way to play fighting games. If you're having fun, you're doing it right. And, that is true. Yeah, that is absolutely true. But I, I don't know. I, I just think it's it's an analogy that's worth not really a comparison that's worth keeping in mind. Um. You know, when thinking about what kinds of players you, what kinds of characters you gravitate to, but a character in a fighting game is also a set of tools. Yes, it is a function. It is a function. They are not just functions. <laughs> Let me be clear. Yeah, but they are, at in some substance, functions. Yes, and you have to know what type of player you are before you can make the decision on what type of tools you're looking for. Yes. So for me, when I pick up a new fighting game, I always click on the character I think looks the coolest first. Yeah. 
And I think that's a great way to do it, right? Because I've said it before, I'll say it again, characters sell fighting games. Yeah. Because if you're going to play a fighting game for hours and hours and hours and lab and grind, and obviously you don't have to do those things in order to enjoy fighting games, but Mm -hmm. if that's what you're going to do, you need to like the character that you're looking at. They have to be appealing to you in some way. Otherwise, the game's just not going to be fun. Yeah, that, 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 that's why I say that I'm, I'm willing to bet that all of us have at least a little bit of Timmy. Right. Um, but once you understand, you know, the way that you like to a- approach fighting games, then you can start to look at the function of the character. Yeah. So whenever one of my friends picks up an, a fighting game, like, for the first time, I always hear the question... Which characters are beginner-friendly? Which characters are easy to play? And the answer is none of them. (laughs) There is no such thing as a character that's going to make a fighting game easier. Um, Because it's always going to be an uphill climb to increase your skill. And you're always going to be losing a lot to players that are better than you. Um, And that's just the way it is in fighting games. Everybody loses. I don't believe that there's a fighting game player that exists that has won more games than they have lost total. I just don't think that's a thing. Yeah. If I'm wrong, show me, because I want to <laughs> meet that player. Um, but you need to pick a character that you have fun losing with. Yes. Uh, because losing is going to be what you're going to be doing for a long time when you first pick up a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what character you pick, that's going to be the case. The game is going to be hard anyway, so you might as well play the character that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, so if you're playing Dragon Ball Fighters, you know, pick your favorite Dragon Ball characters and just play the game, experiment with the game, mm-hmm. see what they do, etc. Um, if you're playing Street Fighter, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'll just pick Ryu because he's the basic guy. But Ryu is actually kind of ridiculous right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I I didn't really get super into Street Fighter V until I picked up Jury. Jury is nothing like Ryu. I got into Street Fighter V with Jury too, and I ended up dropping her. I don't play Jury anymore. And the reason I did that was because the more I played Street Fighter V, the more I realized that when I'm playing the game, I really value characters that kind of just work. Yeah. Um... I used to be, I think it's Johnny, that wants, like, a lot of self-expression and mm. wants, like, a complicated lab monster character to push the limits of the game. Yeah. Um, over time, I realized that I'm not Johnny. <laughs> um, I am Spike. <laughs> I am, but I still, I still lean a little bit into Johnny in the sense mm. that I won't pick a top-tier character just because they're top-tier, right? Yeah. Like, there was a period of time where Abigail was top tier in Street Fighter V. I wouldn't pick Abigail if you paid me money. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like, Abigail as a character does not appeal to me. So, I don't care how good Abigail is. Abigail could have a one-button win-the-game attack, and I wouldn't pick Abigail. Yeah. Um, just because I don't like Abigail. But there are people that do, and it's great. Because fighting games are diverse, and there's something for everyone. And then and think about those three archetypes, Timmy, Johnny, and Spike. Um... You are probably some combination of the three. Yeah. Very, very few people fit cleanly into one box. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the whole Timmy aspect is pick a character you like using. Um, but, you know, the Johnny aspect is, you know, 
be at least a little bit willing to go into the lab and just experiment and see what happens when you just do stuff. Yeah, I mean, you saw me doing that before we started recording today. Yeah, yeah, when I got here, you, you were labbing Seth stuff. I was. And so, knowing that I'm... Knowing what I know now about myself, and, like, the time that I spent with Street Fighter, mm-hmm. I know that I'm a, char- I'm a player that values a solid game plan, good all-around tools, and strong rewards for winning situations. Mm. And so I've messed around with so many characters in the past four months that I've been playing Street Fighter V again. I tried to play Jury, I tried to play um, Chun-Li, I tried to play Sakura. Um, I went through... Who else did I try to play? Um, I spent a little bit of time trying to play Falk. That didn't go well. And I spent... I don't think I know a single Falk player. Uh, Valcyon plays Falk. Valcyon does play Falk. Hi, Valcyon. Hi, Valcyon. Um, I landed on Laura for a while. I've been manning Laura a lot for like the past two, three weeks. Then I realized that Laura is a rushdown grappler <laughs> that relies on 50-50s to win. Yeah. And I used to be the type of player that was all about that. But the more I went about it, losses just kept getting more and more frustrating because I didn't feel like I was as in control of the outcome as I wanted to be. Yeah, when, you know, when your matches are decided by coin flips, eventually you're going to come up tails over and over and over again. And so it started feeling really frustrating losing with Laura because I felt like I should be winning because I'm controlling these situations, but Laura controlling a situation is still a Mm 50-50. And obviously there are better Laura players than me that make that not true. Like, IDOM wins all the time with Laura, but I'm not IDOM. So I what I it's what started as me wanting to pick up a secondary to cover matchups that I hated because uh-huh. I realized that I hate playing against Sakura with Laura and I hated playing against Ed with Laura. So I was like, let me find a secondary character that I can cover these matchups with. Uh-huh. I went through a few. I played Sagat for a little while. Kind of liked Sagat. Like, as, like, a zoner, mm-hmm. um, that was, like, really interesting to me, like, playing a zoner, because I don't, usually don't do that. But even then, I ended up getting frustrated, because I felt like I couldn't do anything once my opponent got in, which, yeah. you know, is the archetype of a zoner. Yeah. But I wasn't happy losing that way. So I wasn't happy losing with extreme offense, and I wasn't happy losing with extreme defense. So I needed to meet somewhere in the middle. Right. <laughs> and I landed on Seth, and... For anybody that plays Street Fighter V, you know that Seth is a very good character, very well-rounded. Um, recently did get some nerfs, especially to their HP. Um, Akuma. Uh, Akuma. Uh, <laughs> Seth has the same HP as Akuma now. Or oh, similar, at least. That's interesting. Which is, like, low. Yeah. For the type of character that they are. Um, but Seth gives me all of the tools that I feel like I need to control a match with my preferred playstyle. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can be a little bit aggressive if I want to. I can be more defensive if I want to. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like when I lose with Seth, I lose because I made a bad decision. Yeah. Not because my archetype got in the way. Yeah. So, I'm happy losing with Seth, so I decided that I'm probably just going to main Seth. Because <laughs> I was like, I picked up Seth to cover these matchups that I don't like with Laura. But Seth also plays all of the matchups that I do like with Laura. Yeah. Pretty well. So I'm like, now I'm not just covering matchups. <laughs> I might as well just play Seth. Yeah. 
And so that's the conclusion that I reached as I learned more things about myself as a player. It's going to take you, if you're a new fighting game player, it's going to take you a long time to figure out what type of player you are. Um, and when you do, you'll know more about fighting games to make more informed decisions mm -hmm. about what type of character you want to play, what kind of tools you want to have, and the type of game plan that you want to be subjecting your opponent to. Um, until then... The best advice I can give about picking a main is pick the character you think is the coolest. Mm -hmm. And once that, if that wears off, if that wears off, I say, because sometimes people pick their first character and that's their main for the rest of the, their life. That's what happened to me with Skullgirls. Yeah. yeah. And that's awesome. Like, my friend Dan, he's been playing Cammy since Street Fighter 2. Jesus. Yeah. And he's picked Cammy in every game that Cammy is in. And now in Street Fighter Five, she's totally busted. <laughs> and so he's a cami main. Yeah. And he's like, I've been a cami main my whole life. I don't play her because she's high tier. I play her because I like cami. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, play the character that you think is awesome. And sometimes that character is your soulmate. Sometimes they aren't. Um, and as you learn more about yourself as a player, don't be afraid to experiment. Spending a character is not a monogamous relationship. No, absolutely not. Actually, Brian F. recently, a few days ago, made up made a video titled, uh, I might be paraphrasing here, but the title was something akin to Character Loyalty is a Mental Shackle. Yeah, I, I, I watched that video. That was yeah, really good. It was a really good video talking about how attaching yourself to a character so strongly that you refuse to switch no matter what is going to hold you back. Mm -hmm. And I think the perspective that Brian doesn't cover is the perspective where you'd rather lose with your character than win with someone else. Yeah. And if you're okay with that, that's totally fine. But that is totally if, fine. If you're a spike player and your goal is to win, your character might be holding you back. Your character might be holding you back. And you shouldn't feel ashamed. You shouldn't feel pressured to stick with the character that you're playing. Don't let your character gaslight you. <laughs> And don't let your friends gaslight you into sticking with your main. Yeah. Experiment. Play the character that you want to play. And if something looks interesting, try it out. Um, I You can ask anybody that plays fighting games with me. I go through mains like candy in all sorts of fighting games. I've played eight or nine characters in Tekken. I've played like between seven and ten characters in Street Fighter. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only game where my main characters haven't changed that much is Skullgirls, because I'm always gonna play Valentine and I'm always gonna play Sarabella. Yeah, see, for me, I mean, I I'm always gonna play Big Ben, but whoever has been around Big Ben has changed yeah. a lot over the years. Like for me, with Rivals of Ether, before I was with him, I was, you know, a, a bunch of different YouTubers made videos on it. I fell in love with Crag the instant I saw him, and I'm still maining Crag to this day. Yeah. Um, so sometimes character loyalty sticks, and sometimes yeah. that character is good for you. Um, other times they're not. For me, that's Jerry. Like, I still have urges to go back and play Jerry. <laughs> um, I did. One the of other. Us. One <laughs> of us. So let me, let me tell you a story about what happened the last time I tried to go back to Jerry. All right, what happened? I was in Ultra Silver. Okay. Which is literally one rank below gold. I was like 400 LP down, away from gold, which is about five wins. Yeah. I was about five wins from getting out of silver for the first time and getting into gold in Street Fighter V. 
I suddenly had the this overwhelming, powerful urge to just pick Jury. Uh. So I was like, okay, I understand more about the game now. Jury is my favorite Street Fighter character aesthetically. Maybe I know enough about the game now to make her work for me. How did that work out for you? I ended that night in Super Bronze. <laughs> no! <laughs> You went from Ultra Silver all the way down to Super Bronze? In one session. In oh one sitting. Trying to play Jerry again. And I'm over Jerry now. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm not going back again. It's not gonna... I'm still fighting my way back up from Super Bronze. That hurts, man. After that. Because this happened maybe like five days ago. <laughs> so I've... I'm still fighting my way out with Seth. <laughs> to get back to ultra silver where i was um so yeah sometimes that first character you click on isn't the one that's gonna stick with you and that's okay and that's okay but pick the one you think is the coolest first because you need that initial pick to get you interested in the game and so that you can start learning what type of player you are to make a more informed decision down the line yes um, more or less, that's pretty much everything I have to say on the matter. Yeah, um, same here. play the character that you want to play. Um, think about the reasons why you want to play that character. Mm -hmm. You want to play that character because they're awesome. You want to play that character because their moveset is fun. Or do you want to play that character because, you know, they're, you think that that tool set is the one that's going to bring you the best chance of victory. Or some um, combination. Or some combination thereof. Um, once you figure out exactly what you're looking for, it'll be much easier to um, to make that decision. But you got to put the time in up front in order to learn that about yourself and make those informed decisions later. And if you love have and if you love playing fighting games and you play with them enough with the, with the right people, that process is just going to happen naturally. Right? Oh yeah, you're not even going to have to think about it. You don't have to sit there and think about, oh man, what type of player am I? You know, you can just play the it, game. It, it's good. It, you'll just figure it out on your own. You'll yeah. be like, damn, I really wish I had a fireball. So then you'll <laughs> go and you'll pick a character that has a fireball. And yeah. then, you know, it, it snowballs from there. Um, but yeah, that's the long and short of it. Pick the character that you like and don't be afraid to change as your tastes change. Because mm -hmm. as you learn more about yourself and as you learn more about fighting games... The things that you value in a character are going to change. So don't be afraid to follow that. That's about all I had. Same here. Alright. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. My name follow me at 5 Axmas because Saxmas was taken. And you can follow me on Twitter at xghoul with a zero because ghoul was taken. And follow the show at Charge Motion, which miraculously was not was taken. Was not taken. We also submit your clips. For clips of the week, we want to see their clips. Yes, send them to us. Any game, it doesn't matter what game it is. It doesn't matter what game it is. Uh, send it to us. We'll break it down. We'll analyze it. We'll shout you out. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll compliment. Um, for those who are you know returning fans of the show, uh, we're doing something new with clips of the week. Uh, clip of the week is now going to be a separate video from mm -hmm. this one, so you will no longer see clip of the week during an episode of the podcast, and. That decision was made so that we can more easily make the transition to provide audio-only options for the show. Yes. Uh, because, you know, if we put the show up on whatever audio-only platform, those listeners wouldn't be able to experience the Clip of the Week segment. Mm -hmm. um, so our Clips of the Week are going to be handled na from now on in separate videos that you will also be able to see on the YouTube channel. 
that you are currently watching. Um, so, thank you guys for listening. Good fight, good night.